You are listening to audio from The Creek Church. If you would like more information about The Creek, please be sure to visit our website at thecreekfw.com. Glad to see you. Thank you guys for joining us for our Dream Weekend. We're super excited about that. My name is Amy Wolf, and I am over missions here at The Creek. Today, um, we're honored to welcome Andrew Mazenza. Uh, Andrew is from Rwanda, and actually, he's going to speak tonight on how sponsorship changed his life. So if you could help join me in, in giving Andrew a nice Creek warm welcome this evening. Thank you for this big Creek welcome. I like it so much. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's an honor and uh, an opportunity to take this time and uh, speak about the goodness of God, how I saw God alive in my life, even when I didn't know that he, this was God. And uh, Today, I'm inviting you to go with me as I talk about the story that God wrote for me. The story that I'm going to talk about today is the story that God authored himself in my life. Yeah, and uh, before we go any further, I want to also to show you my family. They won't be coming here, but uh, we have a picture of them. And... uh, this is my wife, Betty, and my two little boys, Rema and Ezra. They are nine years and three years, and uh, we are expecting another baby girl also soon, some few months to come in July. God is so good, and uh, the story that God has written for me, as you will see, goes through three life seasons. Of Obviously, if I expressed or said everything, we could spend the whole night here and the next day talking about all the good things God has really done in my life. But I chose to briefly put them into these three parts or three life seasons, if you will, that characterize my story. And uh, the three parts are these. The first one is a period of darkness, which as we will go through them, Then there's a period of despair and distress. And then, which will come to the time of deliverance and redirection by God. So basically, in all the few minutes we're going to have, this is how I'm going to um, talk about the, the story that God has wrote for me. Before it started to become too much dark, I was born in a city It started out well, everything looked promising. Everything looked so good. My dad was employed, was working, was educated, and, uh, but he didn't have him for so long. Very soon, um, he was murdered, and he died when I was about close to six years of age. I was really very young, and he was also very young, and uh, right away, life crashed. Everything was like a mess, it became a mess and everything reversed, changed its course of direction. Um, as the picture of the house you see, it was not as 
match the house you're living to, but I, I just tried to imagine, because by those time I didn't have a camera to take a picture that I can retain this moment, but I was just imagining of how it looked like compared to where I went after that. But so immediately after that, we had to, because my mom was not educated, she didn't have a job, and uh, she couldn't sustain us in, to live in uh, a city. Immediately we had to move quickly and go back to, to, to the village, a rural life where um, my dad was born from. So that's where we had to move because in the, in the rural area, you don't rent a house, you don't pay electricity bills, you don't face all those, uh, those expenses that a city life requires. And so we went there and life became so worse and it became more darkness. Too much darkness because, number one, we were not believers in Christ. And number two, life was so hard. It was very hard to have food because people there, although they depend on subsistence farming, but not all people have enough to eat. And, uh, of course, as you can see, life in the village looked more worse. In a classroom where we were, you would find very many kids at the school because this is one public school in a very big community, and uh, most of the kids would walk one hour, two hours going to school. Lucky enough, our home was close to the school. We didn't walk long, but uh, many people were walking from very far, far away distances, and life was tough in the village, can imagine there's no car, there's no transportation, there is no electricity, there is no running water. It took us very long distances to go to where we could get water, and it was really tough for us. Life was tough. Can imagine a young kid changing from a city life where we've been having everything. Life is appearing as if it's okay, yes, you have everything you need in life. But then it turns within a twinkling of an eye and it turns into what you see in a village life. It was really tough. It was challenging. I didn't know how to, to overcome that. We were struggling to, to be even in school. It was a challenge. But good enough, even in darkness, God's, God always shows up. God shows up even though I didn't know him. Even though my parents didn't know him, even the, the village we lived in, it was a very bad village that was, had no kind of light of the gospel of Christ in the village. Because most of the people lived in ancestral worship, different kind of, really far away from God. It was really darkness, not only in poverty, but also spiritually. It was total darkness, and you couldn't see where you were going. Life had no meaning, life had no progress because in this rural community, you don't see anyone who has graduated, has got maybe a bachelor's degree or has finished high school. You will find rare, there are very few people. And as a matter of fact, most of the children we were together in school dropped out of school. Many did not make it up to high school. But then, while I was here in uh, this primary school, elementary school, God sent some good people through the Anglican church, which owned the school we went to, and they had sponsors who came from a country. 
I had never been there, have never heard of it, but I just kept the name. They were, they were sponsors from Norway. <laughs> and uh, that name has always rung into my heart and in my life every time I think about my past. So at that moment, we got this sponsorship. We were able to get someone to pay for my tuition. Before getting this sponsorship, Sometimes I could not, my parents, my mom would not have money to take us to school. And that sometimes you would go to school, and uh, when you're at school, they bring the, to read the roster to see those who have paid, and uh, you'd be kicked out of the class, and then you go back home because your parents haven't paid anything. And of course, in the heart of a young kid, you go back crushed and wondering where all this is going. And so this sponsorship was really a wonderful opportunity that really gave me a chance of knowing that at least now, school can be possible. It, is, it could be possible for me to pursue the dream of education. And of course, in this time, I did everything I could, tried all me by all means, and I am very sure and confident knowing that Without this sponsorship, I could not have made it through elementary school. Because like I told you, there are many children who dropped out. Even uh, when we went on, this sponsorship, after completing elementary school, I went to high school. In the community, there was no high school close. The very closest high school you could go to was uh, probably maybe six hours of walking. And so because it was very far, you could only go there and stay boarding there. And no, in my community, where we came from, in a village of almost over 30,000 people and plus, you could count how many people were in this school. So I couldn't have made it to that high school if I didn't have this sponsorship. And my story like this, as I talk about this kind of situation I was in, they are, I can relate to many children today in Rwanda, like the testimonies I've seen, who are still living under the, such harsh conditions. The challenge was not of my time, even up today, challenge, the challenges of children who are not able to go to school still goes on and on, and really their life becomes so tough because they can't see where they are going. That was me in that darkness, not knowing where I would go. But lucky enough, God showed up, even though I didn't know that this was God. But time, of course, came when you, had, you, the much you st spend much time in the darkness, darkness goes to despair. Because you can't see where you are going, you can't see what, you are, what, what to think about of the future, you can't hope of a better life than that. So it came to a time of despair. My life was really torn into parts at that time. I, at the age of 16, I lost my, my sponsorship and I wasn't able to be sponsored again. And uh, what happened? I dropped out of school because my parents, my mom could not, was not able to take me to school. So I had to drop out. And uh, well, at that time, whenever I thought of how my life is going to turn out to be, I couldn't see any ray of hope. This is why it looks like that time at the bridge when you're almost going to cross and the bridge is broken. 
and on both of your sides, there is danger of life threats. This is me at that time. My life at that time was really broken, and I couldn't see where I was going. I was really carrying heavy burdens of my past, of how my dad was murdered. All those uh, experiences had heaped up in my heart, and my heart was really heavy, burdened so much and broken, having no hope, and full of bitterness because as I was growing up, my mom was telling us of the experience of how our dad died, and uh, that one became too much. Anger grew up in me. I began to think of what else could be good out of this life. And I, would, I began to think if my dad did not die, probably I wouldn't be this life that I'm experiencing today. So that was really so harsh. It became too bad. And this is a time when I could experience sleepless nights because I didn't see where I was going. I couldn't see what is going to come out of this life. I, I didn't know that even there is a God I could call. To me at that time, God was like uh, a dream. Nothing. I didn't believe in God even at that time. I didn't have that hope of crying to God and ask him for help because I thought that there is no God. Because God what had never, as, 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 as I told you, I didn't see much about the gospel. When, I, when I'm growing up, no light of the gospel. So this time I'm thinking that, in fact, there's no God. The idea of religion was like an association of society where people come together to share life and, and just live together, but that there was no real God. And so life, of course, would continue in that, that sense of life. And uh, for almost 12, between 1998 and 1999, I spent those almost 19 months in a, a suspense, not knowing where to go, not seeing anything. I tried all sorts of things where I could throw my life because at that time I thought that my life would never be again of any meaning. I thought of what I could do. I contemplated on joining the military because to me at that time, joining the military was like throwing your life away because it is worth nothing good. There's nothing good that would come out of this because all you have seen is darkness and from darkness you go to despair. You are distressed. Everything looks dark. Everything looks bad. The whole world looks broken and uh, there's nothing good out of this. But thank God, the story didn't end there. The story couldn't end there. God knew me. And uh, one time, as I am planning to join the military, things fading, I happened to, to go begin living in a family of believers who knew Christ. This is a time I'm struggling finding how to survive, how to live, and things are not working out. I went to live with the fam some family friends, who lived in the city, I thought I was going to have some ways of joining the military from that time, but it didn't work out. And then I stayed in this family for a while, and they could take me to, to church for some time. So once, one day, they took me to church. I mean, I was going to church, not even with a plan of going into a service, but I was trying to take someone to church to show him where the church is, and they get away. 
So in that time, when I got at the door, he said, why can't I get in? And then I got in, the person was sharing the gospel, and this gospel was relevant to my life. And all of a sudden, I gave my life to Christ. Life at this time turned on the very day, not changing on, on the outside, but on the inside. I became a brand new person. I became a new person. And as this, the Bible says, as Paul says in the book of Colossians, that he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This became a new reality, a new Andrew from that time. Now I'm from the domain of darkness, from this depression, this heavy, dark time of, 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 of darkness, and Christ gives me a new hope. And after, after that time, my hope was restored. I was, the bitterness that I had before, I don't know how Christ took, took care of that, and my life changed. I began to sense a deep sense of peace in my life, which I had never sensed before. And right away, as I dropped out of school, never had any hope of going back to school, I got a family member that I was living there, a family friend that I was living with, was able, helped me to go back to school in high school because I dropped out from high school. I went back to high school and uh, I did my high school. God helped me and I passed well on the high school and uh, won the government uh, scholarship to go to college, went to college. And going to college, I had now this hope of saying, now my life can be better because now I, I can have education. I can now get a job. And after getting a job, I think I can become a better person. That was me, a new person now, at the pursuit of wealth because all I know has always been poor. I mean, poverty and all kind of distress and that. And I thought if I could pursue the dream of wealth, then I could live a better life. So this is how I went to college, having that dream saying that I'm going really to study, work hard, even do, try to, to do a course, a program that I knew I would be able to get a job after graduation. <laughs> and uh, while I was at college, I'm involved much in ministry. I get committed into ministry, and this is where I met my wife to be, my long life, my, long, my, my, my lifelong partner. We met at college because she was also at the same college, and we, uh, we became friends at that time. And so when I'm pursuing my dream of becoming a wealthier, a better person in, in that sense, Christ met me at that point in, at college when I was almost graduating and uh, I was getting into a transition to get a, a job of the company that was going to hire me. And this is when God met me and said, you are headed to the pursuit of wealth, but I want to change your direction I want you to pursue the lives of people. Because every time he, God reminded me looking at my past, and whenever I looked at my past, I, I realized that every step I made, there was someone that God used to make me go further. And so I made that, that decision, and I said, well, I first wrestled somehow, but finally God won the battle. I said, God, as you have used people to invest in my life, so will I invest 
the rest of my life in the lives of other people. So God changed my direction, and uh, I never dreamed of becoming a pastor, but this time God calls me to vocational ministry and became a pastor. And uh, at this time, life was becoming, having that light of where I could think of, not only looking at my life, but also how can my life become an impact on others. This is the life story that God made for me, wrote for me, like as we can see from Psalms 139, verse 15 and 16, the Bible is telling us, my frame was not hidden from you. This is David speaking. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depth of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me. When as yet there was none of them. I realized that God knew even the times of my pain, the darkness time, the distress time, even on that bridge when everything could not work, God rescued me, and he had a purpose and a plan on my life. And so this is how I went to pastoral ministries and started there. Before getting married, I responded to the call of God, and then later on, got married and uh, we lived that happy life in this ministry, and uh, God gave us children as well. My direction now had changed of, of building the lives of the people. And I couldn't imagine the one who was once hopeless, downcast, not seeing any bright light in the future, now changing and having this hope and this courage of standing up to help lives of other people. And uh, so this is how God changed my course of direction. And in uh, that time, I've, of course, I went to full-time ministry without any training, but very soon African New Life opened a uh, Bible college, and I went to that. Among the pioneers of, the, of this school, I went there and uh, graduated from that program. And after that program, God opened another door for me to come to Dallas Theological Seminary. It took long, of course, for that to be processed. And uh, in 2018, I made it to DTS Dallas to pursue a four years program, a master's in theology. And uh, of course, DTS gave me a scholarship to come and uh, pursue education, but I also had a responsibility to raise support and uh, be able to be sustained and live here. And of course, I, how could I raise support? But because of the generosity of friends and people who are committed to advance the cause of God, I was supported. Up to now, I have lived each year in America and have not gone hungry because of the support of generous people who stand with me saying, and I always see them as the gesture telling them, me that we are behind you, go ahead, keep going. God be with you. And I see that every time we, we meet these people and uh, they're really, at, they have been of a tremendous help in my life. So life to me was not only darkness, but I saw God delivering me from that time of darkness and enabling me to go further, to be a blessing to other people. And now I'm pursuing my 
program which next year I will be graduating in the fall, in the fall of next year, 2022, I'll be graduating and going back to Africa to train pastors, to teach pastors. When I looked back in the 89s, when I was in the darkness, I could, I could never have imagined that I one time be teaching pastors or having any role to play in the church of God. But this is how God changed my direction and called me to invest my life into the lives of others. And of course, without the help of the people that said, yes, Lord, I could have never made it to this point. And therefore, because someone someday said yes to God's leading, I am the person I am today. God uses people at every stage of life, and in every situation, God uses people because people are God's agents of transformation, of building hope into other lives. And that is how my heart was uh, encouraged and strengthened and said, if God could build my life that way, how can I also invest this life in the lives of others? And uh, if someone said yes at that point and I'm here, I'm the person I am today, knowing where I'm heading with the hope, looking back to my life and realize that even though maybe the enemy, the devil, intended bad things, but God turned out all to be good. I don't look back to my, to my past with the bitterness, with the hopelessness, with anger, but I look back to my life with a heart of gratitude because of what God has done. God, I can testify to the faithfulness of God. In my heart bubbles out the song of gratitude and praise and uh, encouragement because someone said yes. God's leading. And as we say today, we are here or online, you could be one of the people that say yes and bring and cause a long-lasting impact in the life of the young child who is right now where I was almost 35 years ago. And therefore, encourage us to keep the good work as we have always been a good work of support in Africa, in African New Life Ministries, in the sponsorship program, children are really benefiting much. I may not have much time to talk about that, but children benefit much, and you, you, you change a life of someone, and that person will also transform or help others to grow and become better. With that, I, let's, let me invite you, together with me, to pray together, and we come to the conclusion of our time. Lord Jesus, I'm thankful for your love and care that always carries us, even when we don't know. God, though I can't have, I wasn't able to meet the generous donors from Norway, but my, they, their love and dedication left an engraving on my soul that will never be erased. And Father, I thank you that uh, you used them to give me a step to climb up towards where you are leading me to, even though I didn't know that, oh God. But if I thank you for this evening that we've had, we've had together to share, 
about your goodness and what you do into our lives. Bless our time, bless our evening. Father God, I pray that our hearts will always find our joy and our glory in you because you are who you are and you call us to be who you want us to be, O oh God. We give you praise and all the glory and all the honor belongs to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message from the Creek Church. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast, or if you have any questions, you can email us at info at